0: Theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time.
1: So I just won't watch it.
0: And that is why I get so much hate. He
1: means Courtney Cox.
0: Up kitchy kitchy Goo means
1: that I love you. Every kiss begins with K. (laughs) What are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am your host, Brad, and this is your host. Seth, hello, hello. How are you, my man? I am fantastic. Doing this a little differently,
0: but um, I'm excited, and I have um, have a lot of thoughts oh, yes. about <laughs> a lot of things that we're about to talk
1: about, so I'm very intrigued. Yeah, I, I am too, but we have a lot to talk about and a lot of news. Yeah, um but
0: super bowl happened yesterday um we don't we don't care about sports ball yeah. did but, we um, watch the super bowl <laughs> you watched half
1: yes and then i dipped. i was <laughs> like i don't
0: did you even stay uh, for the halftime show or did you
1: just leave no i uh, don't know. Well, you know i i don't i really have never listened to rihanna
0: i mean that's fair <laughs> i just like the commercials that's the only reason i watched when i was younger and now i can just watch the trailers after so i would text you i was
1: like i'm just gonna watch all the trailers after it's over yeah it was more kind of just to hang out with family and that's fair but then that but i'm i'm not gonna stay through the whole thing i mean that's totally fair i don't even care about the teams i, I know who won though yeah it was the chiefs yeah uh Ooh. who cares <laughs> not for us probably them yeah um
0: but congrats cool we don't care about sports ball though um this is not that type of podcast <laughs> no but, it's um, not um uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about those trailers though And mm-hmm. then we also got a little news on my end A little news on your end yep. That we kind of brought to the table You've so. got
1: more of the bigger news I do,
0: I don't even remember what I put in the notes If i being 100% honest, I just added things Oh really? Yeah
1: Um, well, we can kind of just go ahead and get Because I really just have one bit of news besides trailers Um, I have The only news that I really have for this week Is that Amazon is going to be doing A live action Spider-Man noir movie Mhm. Not movie, series.
0: Yeah, is it animated?
1: No, live action.
0: Okay, oh, you you literally said live action. That's mm-hmm. totally my fault. Um Hey, they're making this live action series. Oh, is it animated? No, no, it's not. Seth. Um <laughs> No, you dumbass. Uh but is it the same noir from into I the spider-verse or is it just its own side so. thing?
1: I don't believe so because I read an article from Variety who apparently is the one that got this uh, news that it's not following Peter Parker, uh-huh. and I believe the one from new from Into the Spider Verse is a Peter Parker. Okay, I think so. So I guess this one is a different uh story, but that also makes me feel like maybe it won't be good. Eh, anything's possible. It's usually never a good sign to change the character's name. Joker is an example. <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I guess. I don't I don't. Know. I'm open to pretty much anything. You Amazon like, makes pretty solid.
1: You like Joker?
0: Yes, I think it's a lot. Okay. And I can't like watch it all the time, but I own it.
1: <laughs> okay. I
0: like to not to buy it. No, I don't like Joker. I know. We'll get to that another time though. Uh-huh. Not today. Not, not, in not in this definitely episode. definitely not fucking today. Um, this is this is our Valentine's episode. Yeah. So we to hey, you know
1: that rom-com? Yeah, remind me of the Joker. Hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Nowhere near the same energy. It's the there's also not rom coms. No, (laughs) no. But um, I I guess I think I'm always worried about anything Sony. Now,
0: I mean that's fair, but I don't know. Amazon's done some pretty great superhero shit.
1: Yeah, they also did uh that Lord of the Rings series that everyone likes. Yeah. So I don't. They're also doing another Spider Man. Um. They're doing Silk, Spider Society. Yes. Um, so I don't know which one will be coming first, but it, one of them, hopefully the second one will be probably better than the first. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they're both great. Yeah. But uh, should you get into your news? Yeah. You do have the bigger news. Yeah.
0: Um. I kind of caught a couple things.
1: How do we decide which who does what news? It's really just whoever gets it on the notes first. Yeah.
0: I just have found it and I was like, ah. Hi. And I just put it in there and then just kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm.
1: And he beat um, me to
0: it. Yeah. I don't know how either. I, I think waited I was like a whole day. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw it and I was like, "Oh, hey, look at this." Uh. i
1: just got a notification that was like Seth changed things on the news and I'm like, well, "What's this?" <laughs>
0: it's
1: just stuff I found. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so two one of these I'm like super excited for. Um, the other two I'm semi excited for and then one I'm like it's a little rough. Mm -hmm. To bring that back from the dead. Um, (laughs) And we'll discuss that one first. Um, Toy Story 5 is happening.
1: I don't understand your, like, reservations about this.
0: Toy Story 5 specifically?
1: Yeah. 4 was perfect. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though. It's like, I haven't seen 4. Yeah. But I have seen 3. And 3, I feel, ends kind of perfectly, too. I feel like that's a very good stopping off point. It's the end of their time with Andy, but it sets up a brighter future with like a new kid and that, and ultimately kind of reminds you of the fact that these are toys and they just want to bring joy to children. And now they get to do that again. I'm like, you don't need to make a fourth one at all either. You could have just ended it at three, but they did it. And people now are saying that that's the best one you included. So I'm like, sure
0: well the fourth one was such a good different it checked was very out different by
1: these anyways I mean,
0: that's fair uh, the fourth one was really different because it was more of a character study in the woody and it brought like bo peep back and kind of completed his part of the story in my opinion at least um i think three was great and everything um i just i really liked four and i feel like a lot of people shit on it at first and then it kind of grew on them
1: would you say that maybe they'll finish buzz's story
0: I don't know. So the reason I found out about any of these movie uh notes or movie release uh in the works things was because Tim Allen posted on Facebook was like one more time and it was like we're coming to save you Woody. So like I think guess Woody's in trouble? But when the fourth ended, he was very happy moving on like it just it, it's not given the same energy that they left it with. So I feel like they're going to be like, "Oh, this thing happened." And it's going to like, "Okay, I guess you can do that." I I don't know. I would That's imagine
1: true. that it, with Tim Allen being the one to kind of announce this, I guess, is like maybe Buzz is more, maybe it's more of a character study on Buzz. And that would
0: be interesting. But I, I don't know. The whole Saving Woody thing makes me like, I feel really like, like this eh. is
1: just one of those things where you're like, no, but don't touch it. But um, But it's like they've done it before and they did it well, so maybe you should trust them.
0: I mean, I'm going to go see it. Like, those are going to be clear. I'm going to see it. I might love it. Mm-hmm. I just really liked how four was a nice, tight bow. And you only can do it so many times before it gets old to keep opening the present again. Mm.
1: I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't have made a fourth one, but it did well, so why not do another?
0: I mean, that's fair. If
1: they think, think they can continue making a good story, which, frankly, none of these have been bad.
0: No, they've all been pretty great. I'll give you
1: that. So, yeah. Where are some of the other ones?
0: Um, Frozen 2, also kind of a dead series. Frozen 3. Frozen 3, fuck.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Frozen
0: 3, also kind of a finished series um, that they are just bringing back full swing. I disagree. You think 2 wasn't a finale?
1: No, and I have watched both of these.
0: But, like, it literally, it, it, it finished one story. Elsa's now you know what living think, in the woods. You know what I think they're going to do?
1: What? I think they're going to introduce introduce a third sibling
0: so it's gonna be like pair of fucking kings season three where they introduce (laughs) adam hicks
1: i don't know it's probably not like that but i think there is that like that theory or something that uh elsa is winter anna is spring or summer or one Uh of them and maybe it's like maybe we see an autumn or maybe you could do that fan theory where that tarzan is their brother (laughs)
0: I don't know. I don't, I don't know th- what it could be. I don't think
1: they'll do that, but I think they're going to introduce a new sibling that would tie to the one of the seasons or just a seasonal type power and then just have another you know, adventure with that.
0: I don't know. I feel like this is going to be more like a love story for Elsa or something
1: that's Maybe. my take though i just she's gay isn't she
0: no that's just what people want her to be it's not confirmed either way to be honest Oh, i
1: thought she was but i mean I'm, I'm they not, still she might be, be
0: i don't know i'm open to that for sure um i just i don't know i feel like two was also like tight bow you know you introduced the earth golems and then the wind that's samantha and uh the water horse and the little fire lizard thing like it was cute and like i feel like it kind of it gave you why Elsa had powers and stuff and explain more of their mom's lore. And I don't know. I feel like it was a nice little ending,
1: but imagine this movie starts up and the trolls are telling them you have a brother eh. and his name is Tarzan. <laughs> I feel like this would have come up sooner.
0: Nah, I mean, I, I'm, well, I, I'm down for a trilogy. There was something
1: in frozen two. I forget what it is, but there's something in frozen two where it was like, yeah, they would have thought of this sooner someone would have mentioned this i mean maybe i don't know i forget
0: (laughs) i mean i will say there is an appeal to a trilogy to be able to say that's the frozen trilogy but i think if they're gonna do three they can do four or five and just keep
1: going i don't even know if it's that i think it's just honestly i think they're both good movies and i think they could pull off a good third one
0: i mean that's i love both of them i think i'm definitely being too harsh at this exact moment i'll definitely say that Mm -hmm. um i don't know i just i was very happy with Mm -hmm. The, and I I just, I worry because sometimes they ruin things, is but it, it's Disney. So. Has the first
1: one just left you so traumatized?
0: No, I love the first one. I dragged my whole family to see the, the first has one. Has that
1: song left you traumatized? No. It's left me traumatized. Really? Yes. That's fair. It was everywhere. I don't need to hear a song that many times. I mean, that's fair. I've heard that song more than any other song. And not because I jam out to it in my car when no one else is around, but because Everyone was playing it. Every kid mm-hmm. played it. I have a niece and a nephew and they played it. And I was like, I don't ca- I didn't watch it at that time either. Like I didn't watch the first one until like a couple of years after the second one came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't care about this. And then it just left me traumatized. I mean, but I was fair. like, I like it. I like these movies. They're
0: good movies. I like two better than one. Of course you would. I that know. lines that's up with pretty you. on point with me. Mm mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The soundtrack I thought was more fun. I love the rock ballad. Um, I I love the nature stuff and like learning about the parents. Yeah. I think it's like the same reason you like three of Harry Potter it's, You'd learn the backstory a little bit Which more. Which
1: I was proven right, by the way. We're not going to do this today. No, I think we should do this All today.
0: Right. So IGN made a list. <laughs> and on this list, it said that Prisoner of Azkaban was the best Harry Potter movie, but it also said Goblet of Fire was the second best.
1: It was just so funny because you sent me that, like, with the. With this like attitude of like, hmm, I'm right, and I'm like, Seth. This says that I am the movie that I love and I think is the best one is better than the one that you keep saying. But is you God-
0: shit on *Goblet of Fire*, and I it think is *Goblet, Goblet so of Fire* good.
1: is pretty shit. Actually, I don't agree with it being number two, but I am totally fine with number three being better.
0: Well, three is my least favorite of the entire trilogy great. or the
1: entire series. *Goblet of Fire* is boring
0: yeah because it's so boring to you know have all these crazy events happen and have trials and shit but what's not boring is the entire movie happening twice as boring as hell it just repeats <laughs> i don't i didn't need like the only thing the only two things i will give prisoner of Azkaban. a god malfoy got fucking decked but it was awesome
1: i feel like just kiss i think remus
0: black was pretty good in that b the house whenever the, the the shaking How like uh, mm-hmm. When it, you can watch it move cool as shit Great stuff The rest okay you learn more about Sirius And Lupin and all the other friends In five so I don't really care about all that um, It's kind of Boring that you just repeat the same day that happens like
1: once don't it say happens
0: it happens like once you mean halfway through the movie when then don't, you go through everything well, don't again say
1: it like it's groundhog day or that episode of it's supernatural where, day, where, but every, you, where you you, just where we live on a tuesday for like a thousand times no, or it's, something it's
0: just you watch the whole movie for about an hour and a half and I then it just
1: repeats and they, it's boring they don't we're gonna get back to the point but like we they set up things in the first half that leave you confused and then the second half resolves those so it's like if you're that's kind of how you do it, because it makes watching it all over again worth it, because you understand like, oh, that's why Hermione kept popping Yawn. in out of nowhere for some reason. Yawn. Yawn. Okay, I don't really care about gillyweed and going underwater. That's fine. You don't have to. It's still good shit. Then you don't have to n- care about <laughs> That's fine. This, this is, is definitely
0: just like this is the There's people who we are have, like Deathly Hollows part 2 Is best like it's all I subjective. Say, This is
1: the conversation we have like Periodically like monthly Th- At sure. least it will come up Every once in a while and honestly I thought we stopped <laughs> until, we until you brought it up again like At a meeting or something and I was like We're doing this old dance again Okay <laughs> old, old autographs. What's the next movie that they're doing a sequel For Zootopia 2 which I am sure. Pumped for Sure I'm so excited I like those characters I They're love fun. the
0: characters I love the world building I, I'm pumped I'm over the moon To just see what this becomes Well I'm
1: glad you're hap- excited for one of them Yep 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 Was there another one? Um, no, those were
0: the three Disney movies okay. Um, And then I just have Tears of the Kingdom
1: will be $70? Yes it will also, um, Yeah it's going to be $70 And I gotta be honest man I'm going to pay it I know And you know what? happy for you yeah. i won't be i didn't even
0: i didn't even get that's uh, right. breath of the wild until i got it for christmas and i got it half off yeah I and mean, you can wait till that yep that's probably what i'll do I'll probably be about four years and i'm like all right brad i'm with you now might be smarter i don't know but i want
1: to play this I game. Mean, that's <laughs> fair and you really like breath of the wild where i'm just like it's fun but it's not like oh, i'm obsessed you know you did text me at one point you're like I am like really wanting to buy breath of the wild.
0: Yeah. And I do. And I, and I have it, but I still haven't played it. Cause I'm just a spirit fear at the moment.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's another game I recommend. Yes.
0: It's the game that started this whole thing,
1: but we got a trailer for that. Yes, we did um, not too long ago. It looked, it still looks great.
0: It looks great. It um, looks like
1: they're adding new elements to it. New game functions. I'd say the critique of breath of the wild it, which there are critiques of it, but not as many, it, but Uh, is there are times when you have to use the Switch as like a motion thing and Uh like the way you tilt it and um, like the position that you're holding the Switch itself is important to like some of the puzzles that you do and it's kind of janky and not the best. Uh And it seems like that's something that they're changing, hopefully like a joystick option for how to control it. Um, It just, I don't know. They always have tried to do motion controls and I think... It only really worked on the Wii. Well, it didn't even really work on the Wii. Disagree. There, no, I don't I wouldn't say it worked on the Wii, but and it definitely got better with the Switch, but I don't know if that's a thing that really just ever works. 100%. Disagree. I
0: would say the Wii has the best controller like uh mechanics ever.
1: When was the last time you played on a Wii?
0: Recently, like within the last year.
1: Bullshit. No, I what have Wii Sports. Game? You play okay we sports. sports smash Bros. sports is fine but at the same time there's a bunch of shit in that that is still janky eh. okay it was groundbreaking <laughs> when it
0: came out i stand
1: it's it's got its problems i mean yeah but sort of the gamecube controller and game, everyone loves gamecube i understand but i'm also saying that just as a concept it's not a hundred percent even I mean, yeah. still That's fair. And the Switch is an improvement on those motion controls, but it still has its problems.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, Switch also has, like, Joy-Con drift and all kinds of
1: itty-bitty things. They lean away from the... Like, it's on the Switch, the motion controls are not everything. Mm -hmm. While on the Wii... That was the shtick. That was the whole point of it. And it really just showcased the problems with it, too. That's fair. There were good things with it, but it, it showcased, like... This is, we still haven't figured this out.
0: I mean, that's fair, but it was also the first of its kind.
1: I agree, but the first of its kind isn't always good. I mean, I would say it was pretty great for its time. Yes, I would too. I wouldn't say it's good. I would. Okay.
0: I think what it did (laughs) for the industry
1: speaks for itself. If you guys can't tell, by the way, this is the last bit that we're recording. Yeah. Kind of just taking a peek behind the curtain, but like we're a little low down, we're a little low on energy. We've had the discussion about the movies, and we've we watched all the movies today. <laughs> we spent a lot of time together, so we are also just like a little, a little. I don't want to fight about motion controls. That's as fair. Much.
0: Um, I am very passionate about this, so I could go on, but <laughs> okay. respect. Um, well, with that though, do you want to get into trailers that dropped with yes, the Super
1: Bowl? The Super Bowl trailers. Um, let's start with Indiana Jones. Yeah. Not much.
0: Yeah, it didn't really give you much more outside of what the first trailer did. Um, Fleabag. The girl who from Fleabag plays his goddaughter.
1: Yes, not his love interest, no, yeah. which you thought yeah, was I the was case. Like, I don't
0: think it's just love interest. And you're like, no. Have you um, seen
1: that? I think it's it's not an A twenty four film, but there was this movie that came out like last year, or something about like a twenty year old dating a sixty year old woman or something. Yeah. Um, and I I haven't watched it. I'm sure it's fine, but I remember like a lot of people were not. Up for the premise and I don't think It did very well And so I was just like yeah I don't think They're gonna have like a 40 year age Gap relationship between Harrison Ford And Fleabag uh, girl Even though I think she is great
0: I will say I forgot that Harrison Ford Was that old
1: You forgot um, Harrison Ford is 80 years yeah, old Yeah I
0: forget that like Star Wars came out in the 70s Uh uh-huh. um, So like, I remember that that's just a me thing. Every time Yeah I forget <laughs> He's just ageless to me like a vampire Really
1: I feel like he, I think he's aged well, he's but aged I think great. he's aged.
0: But he's definitely aged. I just don't think about it. Okay. But, I mean, it was. It looks good. We're going to watch it. Yeah. We're going to have a special guest that episode.
1: Yes, we will. Um, and, Very. We
0: have, and we're also going to, we're we're, uh, we're probably going to review them up to it. Maybe. If we have the space. I know a lot of new movies are coming
1: out this yeah, year. They but are. if we can, we should. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the next one, the next movie trailer, though, is for Transformers Rise of the Beast.
0: Didn't really get much. Just kind of got to hear Pete Davidson. Yeah, we got a bit more, more of
1: Mirage and yeah. kind of like what he does. I think it is cool that he has like a power.
0: Yeah, where he can like duplicate himself. Yeah, they
1: kind of don't didn't have that a lot. I don't know about Bumblebee, but like it felt like as the Michael Bay ones came on, they were so interchangeable. Mm-hmm. You, even like you could under you could tell which one was Optimus Prime, but at the end end of the day, did it really matter which one was the one that killed Megatron? They were all kind of, they all kind of had the same powers and whatever. Yeah. But this is cool cuz he can like he can make the holograms of uh of himself to confuse people and um yeah, we we got to hear Pete Davidson. It seems like they've Altered his voice a little bit. Yeah,
0: it made it some more techy mm-hmm. kind of, um, which is fine. Um, I, he's like, give me a fist bump or mm-hmm. something, and uh, it's it looks fun. i I think I'm gonna like the bromance happening there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I love um Antonio Ramirez. I think his name is. Mm-hmm. I'm that I could definitely be wrong
1: on that. Well, you um, figured that out. We also got to see Bumblebee in this. Uh, he's like jumping out of a plane, like skydiving or something. Um and then Optimus Prime returns. He's he's pointing his gun at people. Anthony Ramos. Ah.
0: Um. Yeah. And like you kind of just got to see him on the back. I mean, I'm in, I'm, in, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I love the movie. I think I'm going to enjoy Mirage. Um, the beasts look kind of interesting. Um, there's no Mark Wahlberg, so that's already a plus. That is a plus. Um, so it looks like they're kind of doing something a little different.
1: Well, it's down. also not Michael Bay anymore.
0: It isn't. No. Uh, okay.
1: God no. You it's made fair. five. He made three too many. Yeah yeah i can agree to that i mean i would i don't know i'll say three too many because the first one's good so that's gonna warrant a second but i yeah, don't think the that's, second has problems though and, second, and I've,
0: I've come to realize you were right about a few yeah, things. that was
1: that was a fun text you texted me and you're like maybe this is problematic well and i, I was, googled it you're like maybe they are racist and i'm like yeah they're fucking
0: racist Well, at first i was like that, that's just fun and then i i was like you know, maybe maybe that's right. So I Googled it, and I was like, are the two bo- brother bots racist or whatever? Um or, or I searched their names. Um and it was like actually they're kind of examples of a menstrual show, which I think I've discussed it lightly on here. That was a very racist thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like you you could be correct. You I could, you could be, definitely be I right could, about that one. Maybe.
1: This um, is this is the problem with me feeling like i need to be right all the time it also means that the people around me will not let me feel like I am right. Yeah, i'm right i'm like, like no you're not maybe you're right i don't want to give you the. Well, a lot of people have
0: come out and been like hey that kind of has some similarities and it does i can't lie um but i i don't know i still I, you watched th-
1: it as a kid yeah that's it yeah you watched it as a kid and you don't want to admit to this thing that you liked as a kid being racist well, I
0: mean, it can be problematic it's fine it
1: is what it is mm-hmm
0: in the, in the fourth it's one, they argue that the way. Romeo and Juliet law. Like he has it in his wallet. But that's not
1: racist. That's pedophilic.
0: <laughs> which isn't good either. <laughs> I'm
1: not saying it's um, good, but yeah. So it's like it's, it's
0: it's different. But like so like there's there's problems throughout.
1: Uh, what was the next one? <laughs> um,
0: it was it was
1: Fast X. Yeah. They so they released this a couple days earlier than the Super which Bowl, which is stupid. Tra- yeah. Why?
0: I think it's because they couldn't do the whole trailer in Super Bowl. Because if you look, the Super Bowl trailer was only 40 seconds long. So I think it's because of the spots.
1: But my quote, you could release that. All the other ones released it after the spot on the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's like. Because it's not special if it's before the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's also the thing of like, because I had watched that. And I ended up missing it for the Super Bowl. But it doesn't matter that I missed it because I already saw it. Yeah, And you've got people like me. Don't give a shit about the Super Bowl. So it's like, if you take this away, then I won't watch it at all.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the thing is you can't be like, a Super Bowl trailer, but two days are like, it's not a Super Bowl trailer. It's just yeah. a regular
1: trailer released. But there's some crazy stuff happening yeah. in this.
0: Uh, Jason Momoa is the guy that they robbed mm-hmm. in the fifth movie, which is the best one.
1: I'm glad I watched that movie.
0: Yeah. I, and that was just happenstance, too.
1: It also sold me on this movie because <laughs> I was honestly, I had gotten to the point where I was like. I don't care about this franchise mm-hmm. at all. I'll check in on it, see what's happening. Oh, John Cena's the villain or something like that. And then it's um, and then I saw that this movie, J. I knew Jason Momoa was it, but that it's it's the guy that they sold the safe from. I'm like, okay, they've been living <laughs> off this for the last six movies. I'm so very like interested in this. You know? so I'm like, all right. Uh, and then and then yeah, John Cena is uh, they're on good terms. Yeah, so I, we is, knew he
0: was going to be in at the table. I by didn't the end. know he
1: was going to be in this movie though.
0: I suspected it. If he, if they turned him around, definitely. The second they were like Dom has a brother. I was like, okay, so he's going to be at the table.
1: Yeah. Like there was
0: there was no yeah. way that was ending well, any other could way. have
1: died, but I was like that those were the only two options. It's either they they got on good terms or he died. And so I I was honestly just a little surprised they didn't die. I wasn't
0: that's sure. just kind of out with franchise it's really, it was more
1: of like I it was 51%, I thought he was going to die 49% That's I fair. thought he'd be on the team. Um, so you, it's it's not a like <laughs> No, it's fair.
0: Well, then you also you see that Bree Larson is a role in this. That's yeah, gonna, I knew
1: that. I don't know who that character yeah. is. Um
0: and then you also saw that the bad guy um that Charlize Theron played in 8 is back.
1: Yes. And fuck that hoe. So but she's also the brother of Luke Evans and Jason Statham. She's a sister, yes. uh, That's what I meant. Fuck Uh, that hoe, though, because Jason Statham's back. And if you that whole family was villains, nah.
0: nah, Fuck that hoe. She killed uh his son's mom. Fuck her in front of him. Fuck her. Fuck her. I don't give a shit. Jason
1: Statham would have if he got the chance. Nah,
0: nah. Jason, they turned him around before he went too dark. Yeah, I know. They didn't turn
1: her around. He would have.
0: Yes, but he didn't. It's the principle. <laughs> it's, if, if there's no wood or wouldn't, it's did. She did it. All right. My heart broke <laughs> in that scene. Nah, nah, screw her. Um, that's and, my and
1: then you have the question of who will die in this movie. I think it's going to be uh, Tyrese or Slash Ludacris. Yeah, it could be.
0: It's not going to be Han. It's not going to be Letty. It can't be Don. I think
1: it'd be hilarious if it was someone they killed before. That's though. so stupid. I think that's funny. I'd be as shit. Yeah, that's I'd why. I'd be so upset. That's why it's Us funny. In the theater,
0: you looking at me as this person dies. Are you upset? Smiling,
1: yet? It's just <laughs> the biggest smile, just like. Hey buddy, how you doing? No, nah, like, fuck you, Brad. You're steaming. <laughs>
0: I'd be so upset. I would not. The, pers- I,
1: the person behind you just gonna tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Can you stop doing that?" I can't see the movie. <laughs> Steam
0: coming off of my head. Um, nah, so we'll see. I think it's. I it can't be one it'd of them. Be three, hilarious
1: so. if it was Letty or on. Honestly,
0: that'd be so stupid. We
1: just got. It'd be funnier if it was Han because we just got. Him that back. would be
0: so stupid well he's like how do you feel if some of your family starts dying so i think two people are going to die before the yeah. final one ends and also one of them has to be this one
1: also listeners i know how han how they explained him coming back don't tell me seth does not know and some point we will update you on that <laughs> when he figures it out because no i'm not going to tell you but he's gonna piss you off
0: (laughs) well that's fair but also like i love that whenever in the trailer han sees jason statham and he's like we good we good cool (laughs) they just gotta keep going it was like a
1: moment of like we could i tried to kill you and han going like but you didn't
0: yeah (laughs) well i don't know how they're gonna do it you didn't see it that's the thing he just crashed the car in three so like you didn't see it so you never know but like mm, i know i know i know (laughs) I don't know. They did the same thing with Letty. I can't even. Sure, it is what it is.
1: Uh, next one is Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, Volume Three. Uh, this still looks great. It,
0: it, this it, just made me more excited. Drax is going to die. This just made me <laughs> more excited,
1: though. It does seem like that because I believe there's a moment where he like he says something kind of heartfelt, and then the next shot he's being carried out with like a, a gun shot in yeah, his chest. Like he's been shot after saying that. Well, and then you
0: also still see that uh, Chris. Not Pratt. Pratt, Chris Pratt, but oh. not the Star character Star Lord Star-Lord is Peter. like screaming at which looks like next to like a hospital type of bed. I think so. that's Rocket. Rocket's not dying.
1: I think that's Rocket. I
0: don't think Rocket's dying. Here's why I think, why I think is is that's
1: Rocket because there is a pan there is in the comics when Rocket is in a hospital bed. That's fair. And like they all just decide to stay with them by his bedside. Eh. I don't think that was when he died, but this might be when he dies. That's fair. I think it's Rocket. I think it's Drax. I I, I think Drax could die, but I think that moment when Peter is screaming, I think that's at Rocket.
0: That's fair. I, I'm open to that. Yeah. But Drax is definitely dying. Um uh, And then they also kind of tease Nebula and Peter.
1: <laughs> I think that's just a joke. Yeah, man. I hope it's just a joke. That's a little too much for me. <laughs> I think it was because um, we also do see something that I was concerned about because- endgame left off with a uh, gamora is back and peter and you kind of assume that's where the third one is going to go on and it is but then it was also like oh this one's more rocket centered and yeah. focused so you're like but what about the gamora and peter stuff
0: well they kind of show you that's going to be there but i definitely think it's gonna be more subplot
1: and i think it's going to be different i don't think it's going to get back to where it was at say infinity War. no
0: i think they're gonna probably milk it at least for a while
1: i think that joke if anything was more just like he's been lonely yeah that's fair that's fair and so he suddenly he was like i i had never thought about that your eyes are very
0: black (laughs) my dad replaced them well he made a good (laughs) pick.
2: i do love the comedy yeah that was great
0: they're always great james Gunn is fantastic he is i speaking of
1: you can't. I couldn't imagine this though being like. I couldn't imagine the Superman movie being like this though.
0: No, but like that's just gonna. I think this is gonna be him flexing. Yeah, what he can do.
1: I I think that's still a concern of mine. Eh. But I don't know if he he'll, he'll direct it. We don't know. We do need to make that clarification. Last week we said that he was going to direct it, but he has written it. And at the moment, Peter Saffron is trying to convince him to direct it, but he okay. has not. He, he has not confirmed that yet. So, um. But yeah, with. The last trailer that we yeah, are talking it's about today, the big one, really. Yeah, um,
0: Flash. The so Flash. They introduced a lot of things. Yes. Um, ben Affleck's Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman. I think the Dark Knight. No, Christian. Ba- that wasn't Christian Bale. No, it are wasn't you positive? Christian Bale. I think that was Michael
1: Keaton. I think it was Christian Bale, dude. It's not Christian but it was Bale. The,
0: it was the the Bat uh,
1: cycle. No, that, we've seen set photos of that. That's Ben Affleck. Okay, he's that's on, fine. Yeah, it's not. It has nothing to do with the Dark Knight. Trust okay. me. Um, no, the, there are two Batman and yes. It's Ben Affleck is back. He does not look like Bruce Wayne anymore, no. by the way. And that's clearly a thing of kind of a. I guess they wanted him to come in, and he was clearly like, "I'm not doing any of the work. I'm just showing up on the day." Yeah, and that's fair. But he's he looks honestly like Goodwill Hunting. Ben Affleck. Yeah, he
0: doesn't. He looks kind of which is worn a compliment down. to him. He does look kind of worn down, though. I, I, thought I
1: think so. that's just age, but honestly, like he's a lot skinnier in this and it just he I think he looks a lot more like mm-hmm. um, goodwill hunting Ben Affleck. That's fair. And I don't know, because his his face will change during certain movies where it's like or like when he was going through the breakup and there was that famous meme of him smoking uh-huh. uh, going around like that was he was his face was a lot heavier. And then whenever he did Batman, he put on a bunch of muscle and there's so there's muscle in the face and but I think he just wants to be skinny. I mean that's fair. So I think I think that's what he's doing on this. And then we see Michael Keaton's Batman. Which looks great. I'm yes. so excited. He says the iconic I'm Batman line, though he also says it like he's tired of saying yeah, it.
0: Um, which is great. And then you also see that there's two Ezra Millers. We knew there that. Two, yeah there, there's two flashes. Yes, and which they're, we knew. Do, yeah. And they're doing it together.
1: Um I think what it is is uh one of them is, like, from the, I guess, maybe the Snyderverse Justice League or from, yeah, I guess just from that one. Um, or it doesn't matter. And then he, like, rewrites time, goes to, and then the universe is rewritten, and he is meeting that universe yes. is Barry Allen. Um, so there are two of them. Though there is the theory um, that one of them, the one that is in the makeshift Batman suit, um, that that's reverse Flash. Hmm. Okay. Which doesn't seem like it, but maybe.
0: Maybe anything possible. This movie's gonna do a
1: lot. Yeah. Um, and then what else did we see in this? We saw uh what something I am very excited about, though kind of annoyed that this is the one we're getting it in. Uh blue and gray bat suit from Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. We see that for a hot second, but um it's blue and gray, but it's also just kind of ruined because there's like some weird like body armor attachments onto uh-huh. the front, and it's like it's so close to being comic accurate. And that suit would be great in blue and gray, but it's like you just fucked it up with the last little thing. I didn't see it, but I'm I'll show you a picture at some yeah, point. But while, I while you do that. I love the blue and gray.
0: Yeah, because that's from the it looks like the original like a uh, suit from like the sixties show or whatever. Yeah the seventies show. Um and then we also see Supergirl, who you mentioned is apparently in a like Superman-esque type of storyline. Where they well, find her in, like, a bunker.
1: Well, yeah, in the Flashpoint story. Also, um, it's weird that this is Flashpoint. This is the first Flash movie, and we're doing Flashpoint. I feel like they
0: were pushing it off to reset the universe at some point, though.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that is what it is, but, it, like, it, and it works because we need the reboot. But at the same time, I'm just like, this is the first Flash movie, and you only get one of the first Flash movies mm-hmm. now. just like, and hey, we're doing Flashpoint. <laughs> it's going to be huge yeah um I-
0: but i think that and i i kind of brought this up to you a little bit earlier um i think they're literally trying i think james gunn kind of took over with peter saffron and then they were like oh we can use this we could just this is just our very own built-in like it just kind of got it with a deal on accident oh, yeah. and they're like well we could just shove you right there and then you do all the resetting for us, mm. and and because he's like, there's else worlds, and I don't think that there's a, I don't think it's a coincidence that he was like, yeah, we're gonna have a Supergirl movie, and then they introduce Supergirl in this movie two weeks. They show a trailer of her in this movie two weeks later. I just, I don't, I don't think, think that the fact that Supergirl is
1: in this has anything to do with the new Supergirl movie because this she's been in this movie years before James Gunn and Peter Saffron got. Brought on board, yeah,
0: but I would still just—I would be shocked if he was like, "Okay," because I feel like I he saw this and oh, was like, "I can play." That's with this. also
1: the thing. You think that she's going to carry over into the yes. next universe? I don't think she will. No, uh-huh. but I don't know. Um, but yes, uh, she also in the Flashpoint storyline in the comics, it's you know, it's right in the middle. Like he goes back, saves his mother, that fucks up the timeline. In this new universe, he meets up with Batman, which is thomas wayne because it it was changed that bruce was the one that got shot and his parents survived um and then at some point they go they try to find clark they try to find Mm -hmm. superman and they find him in like a i don't know if it's russian i might just be confusing that with the red superman red Sun story but they find him in like a government facility probably run by waller or something and he has been like Kept from civilization, mostly the sun. Like yeah. he probably hasn't ever seen sunlight, um, which gives him his powers. And he's like super skinny, and like there's no muscle mass on him and everything. And as soon as they break him out and get him into the sunlight, he has the powers, uh, but none of the muscle mass. Uh-huh. And that seems to be the what they've done is just made that gave him that rule to Supergirl. Which part of me is like, that's fine, that's cool, sure, Supergirl. But at the same time, it also feels like, uh, what a fuck you to Henry Cavill. And the reason I feel that is also, I think this is the last time we will be visiting the Snyderverse. Because I we mean, are that's fair. also visiting Man of Steel. Yeah, we are. In this movie. So to visit Man of Steel Zod, with Zod yep. and to kind of just revisit all this stuff and it's the last time that we're going to see it and then go fuck you Henry Cavill we're not gonna put you in the Superman role that's in this story we're gonna give it to Supergirl feels a little bit like a fuck you
0: I mean that's fair I like the idea but I can see like what you're saying I
1: also I also would just I think it would have been a really cool like ending to just be like and this is the ending that Henry Cavill's Superman is where he's the skinny one that looks completely different and we break him out and then he just flies off and, and does whatever he wants. And that's the last time we see him instead of in Black Adam where it's like, you're going to fight a dude we'll never yeah, see.
0: But if they do Supergirl in this, then they can also like, then they could carry her over and make her like a bigger plot thing, which I know you don't think they will do, but they very well could.
1: I don't think they will. I think, honestly, I think they just want to, I think they will want to get someone that looks more accurate to the comic material. Disagree. All right. This is the bat suit.
0: I see what you're talking about. Yeah. It like, looks weird. I don't think it looks like shit,
1: but I think you have a bias well, to the comics. It, it's just this added stuff on like the chest plate and the <laughs> it leg. It doesn't
0: look fantastic.
1: I won't tell you that. Like it's just added armor. Like honestly, I think it's got the gold belt. It's got the gray suit. It's got the blue cowl and cape. It look. I mean, he's got a gun again, which is weird, but like he, it looks cool. And then it's like, oh, but you've added this weird element that doesn't fit. That's fair, but at the same time, that I don't think they've uh fixed the cowl for Flash, yeah. So, still so looks like a Lego man.
0: Uh, at least we get to see the best Batman suit, that's right. Yes, it's Michael Keaton's.
1: Uh, I, I do, I am really excited for Michael Keaton. I I'm guess. pumped for Keaton. There's Michael like a Keaton. moment or something where I think it's his Batman just tears through a room,
0: yeah. Well, and also, I kind of like I can understand why they were like we got to release this we can't not release this yeah because they paid ezra miller to do two different i don't think they pay
1: you for doing two characters by the way but they
0: pay you by the days and how long you are on the set so they paid him for double time because he had to play two parts then they also paid michael keaton then they also paid ben affleck they also played the girl playing supergirl they also played the guy playing zod like it just keeps going it's like we can't we can't just throw this out at this point. It's too big and yeah. it would be too much of a loss. And that makes sense as to why they were like, we can throw Batgirl out, but we can't throw like this. Yeah. Out.
1: Also something we didn't bring up is that I like at the moment they're only releasing like two movies a year. Yeah. So it's like, I guess with Batgirl, it was more of a thing of like, do we want to make this one of the only two movies we release this year when we don't think it's going to be bringing yeah. a lot of money or be very good. I mean, they did it with black Adam, which was stupid. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know. Morbase got released twice. So anything's possible. <sighs> yeah. It can't be that bad. But I guess they're in a better position than Warner Brothers. Yeah, but I think Warner maybe. Brothers is smarter. Yeah. Anyways, a lot of stuff from this trailer. It does look good. It does, surprisingly. And I mean, James Gunn did say that he thought it was fucking amazing. Um, but at the same time, he can't say bad things about it either. So yeah.
0: <laughs> But he could have just been like, it's okay. It could That's be That's not a bad thing. Saying it's okay
1: it, Or it could be absolute shit I don't yeah. know But I, I don't think it will be I think nah, it'll be fine I do
0: think it'll reset And start his universe though For sure yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt
1: Though we're gonna get The Aquaman movie after that
0: Yeah I don't find know. That. Maybe <laughs> that'll take place beforehand
1: Sure I don't know
0: Yeah we'll see though
1: Anyways um, Was there any other news? No that was it well, then I think we should get into today's topic. Yeah.
0: I guess we're back. <laughs> we're recording things in a little backwards order to try and fit our special guest, Jameson. Very special. Here. Mm-hmm. Um, Not uh, he introduced... Say
1: okay. that again? Hmm? <laughs> I told you that was going to happen. Uh,
0: he introduced uh, both of us, or he introduced me to the Before Trilogy, before we even mm-hmm. met, and then... I kind of jumped in on it and was like, Brad, you got to see this when he mentioned a project he wanted to make. Mm
1: -hmm. Also, just because Clerks is my favorite film, I think, Seth, you were definitely like, this is a lot of like Clerks just, well, I think I had said it, not as vulgar. Oh, nowhere Mm -hmm. near as vulgar. No.
0: Um, A lot less crass, but it does carry a lot of the same things of it's just people existing within a space, Mm -hmm. talking and kind of the conversations that can ensue within that. Yeah. This one, I definitely think, had a lot more, and no offense Brad thought, put into it, considering it was about 10 years apart each time. I'm, um, I was
1: curious about that. Like, Do you think that was always going to be the plan, or do you think it was like Richard Linklater made a film that, about this cute one night in, in Paris or well, uh, so not in I, Vienna? I, and-
2: I remember seeing something about this, actually. I I believe... Linklater, so Linklater and Hawk are really like the two starting points here for for the whole for the franchise I guess if you will mm-hmm. um, and then they found um, Julie Depley obviously um, so they all co-wrote like each movie together mm-hmm. basically um, even though it kind of started with linklater and then Hawk and then her and my understanding is they knew they were gonna do the second one they did not know they were gonna do the third one yeah and then they were like well, let's do the third one actually no it doesn't feel concluded. And I really like that because obviously with any movie, plays, books, generally there's like this three-act structure, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels like the movies kind of throw that away and the movies themselves are the acts. Well, First one's act one, second one's act two, third one's act three.
0: I completely agree because something that I mentioned to Brad was you kind of got each rom-com like generic like plot, not generic plot, but <laughs> base plot that usually they follow. You got the meet cute one in the in Before Sunrise and then you had the meet up again after long lost connection or whatever in Before Sunset and then in Before Midnight you kind of got the aftermath of like the this is forty type of thing mm. where you're kind of dealing with after happily ever after,
2: yeah, I mean, I feel like before midnight there's just there aren't really many movies like that at all, no, no, like at all, you know, that's a fair point, but
1: no, I think I did like the uh that that was what we were talking about earlier though too, of I think before we had even started, we were going, do you think they'll make another one, do you think they'll make mm-hmm. a fourth one, mm-hmm. and I had said, I don't know, there's something about just like the trilogy or you yeah. know or rules three or even just the three-act structure, um, that maybe they just won't do it because it's Hawk like... Hawk
2: has said he would like to do another one, but they've also all three said that they have no plans for them in yeah. any, on any level, and they don't. They just don't know when that would be correct, like when is the right time to do that, because they're, they're past the nine-year thing already, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've um, had 10 years yeah, since before yeah. and I feel like that makes sense because I think where they left off, right? I feel like they need to pick it back up once the kids are grown, mm-hmm. you know, at least, at least. And well, the might- son would
1: be grown.
0: It might be interesting it to see the know. kids' point of view. Maybe they, like, meet up, and they have to, like, hang out for some reason. And you kind of have the twins, and then the son, and it's kind of their battle mm-hmm. of dealing with the decisions that both all three of their parents
1: made. Yeah. So you take the romance out of it, and it just becomes this like sibling exploration of life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Did, dealing did with you their guys parents. explain the movies
2: by the way at all to to, to, your, to your your audience?
1: No, we just kind of jumped into. <laughs> yeah, <it.
0: laughs> um, I guess we probably should take a step back yeah, before we just, dive into what could not, be the fourth. Yeah. Um, each movie, uh, I guess to. Put it into not a lot of words. Is uh, the first one starts with Julie Dupley and Ethan Hawke's character meeting on a train, mm. um, and basically he has to get on a plane the next morning. So they spend the entire night
1: walking around Vienna
2: talking. He's, he just asks. He's like, "Hey, get off this get off this train with me." I'm sure a lot of people have seen that like iconic scene somewhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, because I happens.
1: haven't seen anything from these. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. I like, felt like until I saw that, it.
2: that scene had been used before, like in other things, mm-hmm. but.
1: I'm, I'm sure it has. It's, um, I don't know, I think we we will get into, like, each movie specifically, but just kind of into, like, what the whole premise of the trilogy is. It's, like, it's moments in these two people's lives, mm-hmm. and we're kind of just viewing it on these very special interactions They're that they They're walking and talking. Mm-hmm. The first time is the f- before sunrise is when they first meet, and it's this night that they have that's this beautiful romantic thing. The before sun sets is whenever they they meet up again years later reconnect. And reconnect. After,
0: well, it was after they set a time. D- let's not many. give okay. too much away. No.
1: But no, like they they it's the second one is about them reconnecting, and the third one, as you had said, is about them is the after ever after thing, mm-hmm. and just what like, happens after happily ever after. It's just we're seeing these key moments of like when they meet, when they reconnect, and when they. Uh, something else but it's also maybe a bit of a spoiler
2: i mean you know i i feel like there's no way to talk about these movies without spoiling them yeah and i I don't know that spoiling them even ruins them on any level to be honest because Mm
1: -hmm. i think i think so because while i was watching it there were things that i was asking seth that i was just like i want to know about this and i was Mm -hmm. just straight up wrong about the questions i was asking
2: see but i feel like they're not plot movies per se they're not but there are things that happen in them Yeah,
1: I guess. But, but
2: it's more, it is
0: more of just a study into the human condition yeah. of the relationship and the where you're at. Because in the first movie, one of them is a pessimist and one of them is much more of an optimist. Yeah. And in the second, it's
2: completely flipped. I really feel like if you told me exactly what happened in the movies, Try but to. then you told me, hey, you still have to watch these movies because it's really about the dialogue. It's about the feeling. It's about actually seeing what they're going through. And then I watched them. Nothing would be ruined, you know, not really. Um, the only one you could say really has a spoiler would be the first one but then the fact that they made the second one is the spoiler. Well one. I don't
0: know I would say even 2 could spoil 3 cuz you're not sure if they end up together after 2. I
2: don't know, I feel like it's pretty obvious.
1: Disagree. No yeah. I would do, I would agree with Jamie on that but I think just enough of this like it's the we don't have to sit with the spoilers. I think we should just start with Before Sunrise. Okay. And just kind of take it movie by movie. Um, so if you haven't seen these movies, I would highly recommend it. It's to
0: anyone; it is mm-hmm. the best trilogy ever made. And yes, I am also talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> Everyone always like, but Lord of the Rings. No,
1: uh, I, they're completely different. I things, know, but, but it's, that's, it's- that's supposed to be like the greatest trilogy of all time, or whatever. <laughs> they're wrong, but it's Captain America. But <laughs> 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 no, but um, I let's talk about it Before Sunrise. Yeah, go watch these movies if you haven't seen them. Even if I don't know these like it's kind of an art film it, it feels like even if those aren't your thing it's just like this is a very interesting idea yeah and
2: I mean it, I I just look at our three people right who are at the, the center of these films on on every level Depley is absolutely an art film actress type of person. A lot of people probably haven't even heard of her until Mm -hmm. they just happen to check out one of her movies. But she is a force within acting uh, on the international level and a lot of... People who are just like in the industry will know her, but your average person might not necessarily. Ethan Hawke, I think everyone kind of knows. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Well, I
1: think he gets better as these movies go on. Oh, I, I, we I agree. All,
0: we even talked about that. His his acting yeah gets a little better. Julie definitely though from the beginning like oh, yeah, she's her just a powerhouse. she's just, she's powerhouse. just a powerhouse like. Yeah. no not a lot of people could hold the candle had a lot of
2: maturity and growth throughout his career it's like really really obvious and but, i think a lot of that came first from his personal life
1: too mm-hmm. um i think it benefits still because it's the first movie that's when he's supposed to kind of have some immaturity to yeah. him and a- by and the, the second his, one it's in like his real yeah real
2: life i think he had just gotten married to Uma Thurman or like something like he that you to uma thurman you didn't know yes. that yeah no. the and, girl in
0: stranger things she's yeah. their kid and, uh,
2: uh, and maya hawk and they got divorced, I think, before or around the time of the third movie. So hmm. he also kind of, he had this like real life, <laughs> you know, train of love happened too, to him during the course of these on some level. You know, obviously we don't know him, but mm-hmm. yeah. on some level he experienced a lot, of, a lot of those things. They were probably sitting in that room talking about that they wanted to put in this film. And then Richard Linklater, I think people might not just know him, but you probably know him. His discography is so vast. vast. School yeah. of rock. <laughs> yeah. He has a
0: lot of random ones just thrown around.
2: It's hard to be like, this one movie is so representative of this man. Like you could like with the Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. he, his discography is all over the place and it feels like different directors do some of the things he does, which is just like, you know, g- applaud to him for, for having that flexibility
1: as an artist. But- yeah. But he seems to really like um time. Yeah. Well,
0: because he also yeah. did Boyhood, which me and Brad haven't seen, but I, I believe you've mentioned yes, you have a
1: great
2: movie. Um,
0: and that was what fifteen years, twelve years, twelve, yeah, 12 years. Yeah, it was just a whole person's one. life. Mm-hmm. Um, And that is, I mean, that's that's a twelve-year commitment. That is, a feat and that was like of film. also
1: in this in these movies, like not only do they play with the time aspect and like w- jumping around like nine years in mm-hmm. between, they talk about time a lot of uh, oh, in yeah. a lot of these conversations yeah. i think and we should just like talk about before sunrise and the fact in like what they a lot of the things that they talk about there's a lot of um there's a lot of like morbid thoughts in mm-hmm. there from people in their 20s who don't have any idea about death and just want to that's all they can think about there's are you gonna
2: say the thing brad are you no gonna, i'm not you're gonna you're not gonna say the
1: because you know, you know. I don't know what you're talking the about. Back
0: to the point, Brad. Oh. We are back to the point. All right. so what Brad is trying to say is we Let's need to get, get back, back to, to the point,
1: point. <laughs> um, of yeah, Before I'm Sunrise. Of the podcast
0: and now. <laughs> 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 Got to replace you, Brad. You didn't say it. Jamie thought of it I'm first. Um, but uh, uh, something you brought up that you, you said stuck out to you a lot was they talk about death a lot. Specifically, like yeah. the same kind of circle conversation about how it affects them and what it means for them
1: it's throughout all the movies like they there is this like morbid tone to things and you would say like it changes their opinions on it kind of changes in between movies the first one it's um she's she's like terrified of death Mm -hmm. she talks about how like she can't like she has so much anxiety about it in like those few seconds before or um of what would happen and then it's but they also talk about a lot of other important things in their life. Like they talk about what their their thoughts are on love, how that ties into sex, how that uh, ties into just their relationship and how you can re- talk to each other, respect everybody, which is kind of what mm-hmm. this relationship is based on. They spend basically a whole night talking together mm-hmm. and falling in love. And that's, what, that's like everything they do in these movies.
2: And I want to point something out too that – the romance in this movie isn't your typical romance. it's really really real it's you know intimate. they disagree a lot of the time, mm-hmm. if not most of the time but i you you threw it right out there earlier you you said they have this level of respect they talk about respect, yeah. you know even though they disagree, they respect each other, and that feels like where a lot of that love kind of stems from in a in a in a way um I just kind of wanted to throw that out there
1: no, I agree but, uh, they they have this mutual respect of just of like each other's opinions mm-hmm. and how it's like, like there's a point when there's a fortune teller that comes mm-hmm. as they're sitting at a restaurant and right away you can tell that Ethan Hawke's like, Oh no, no, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. want to deal with this. One of the major themes of these movies is definitely cynicism.
2: Yeah. And well, it's also watching like- that like transfixed through them like the the characters themselves well and
0: it's also finding like the magic within it because sometimes mm -hmm. he sees it like when they when they met the fortune teller he was very pessimistic about it but then when they went by the poet who just said a different type Mm -hmm. of art and a different type of storytelling he was like oh this is amazing you know so i think it is very much he was very sarcastic
1: (laughs) Uh, no in that like i think he did like it more because it was more of a that the i'm gonna call him a bum but he was like it's not like a derogatory term but just like he was working for it because it was like you don't have to pay me i'm going to write you a poem if you Mm -hmm. like the poem then please feel free to do it but yeah even after they had read it and she was like i love this she had also told him before that she didn't like how he reacted to the fortune teller so you can see it in that moment he's wanting to say like that's total horse shit yeah, he like, has mm-hmm. a
2: very like playful sarcasm about yeah he himself. does by He's the way their character names are Jesse and Celine in case anyone wants to know that <laughs> yes <laughs> we don't go by <laughs> character yeah.
0: names they often they only say Celine's name like three times throughout the entire series and it's, Jesse's it's, only gets it's,
1: it's done, more, like twice That's because they're just talking to each other I know but, you know it's, they say it more in the third film but yeah. I think it was until the second the one that third I would they was like. also introduced like more characters yeah. yeah not like in a serious serious way for people but more characters that they converse with what you were trying to say the
0: first two movies
1: but um no if yeah he has like this nihilistic um yes. personality in the first yes. one and it, he is a cynic about yeah.
2: like everything and it, it, he also came off the heels of a breakup too that's yeah that's that true
0: cuz they they do point that out yeah
2: and i mean he doesn't even like acknowledge that he came off the heels of a breakup until f- deeper into that movie you Know and she kind of calls him out on it. She's like, You know, you seem like someone who's heartbroken. And yeah. He's like, Yeah, it was were <laughs> <he laughs>
0: playing pinball, and she was like, So, who dumped you? Like, what happened yeah, here? Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. like, She and he because he won't say it and
1: she'll ask. She called him out because he also was, I don't remember what it was he was saying, but he went off for a good minute on like the most nihilistic, like everything's pointless kind mm-hmm. of rant. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in love, I don't believe in magic, I don't believe in this stuff. And then she just was like, so who dumped you? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's smart.
0: But you got to cut through the bullshit. You only got 12 hours together. If you're going to try and talk about something and dodge it, it's just ask.
2: Yeah. And I wonder, too, I want your guys' opinions on this. Do you think either of them had any inclination when they got off the train that it would be much, much bigger than than a night, you know? Like, I know they don't really say it, it, he only I only have this amount of time until he's kind of pushing her, persuading her to get off. But
0: I think he might have. Um, but I think when she, it took everything in her to walk off that train, because I think in the first movie and you can kind of tell her arc through all three is she's trying to break out of that shell. In the second one, she starts bringing up more like, and they, she talks about feminism a lot in the first. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, she's more like, "Yeah, I'm acting for it. I'm trying to get involved in it." Mm-hmm. And then the third one, she's like full blown being in the movie. She's like, "We lost this bill, da da da," because um, she was trying to get like windmills built for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell she's very political, and you can, and I think getting off the train was her stepping out of her shell, and it's not something she's done often before that moment. She was still in school. She was still looking at two shoes. I I wonder
2: about that, though, because... So Julie Depley, and again, like, I want to reiterate for anyone listening, all three of them wrote this together. They wrote everything together, even though the original thing kind of came from from Linklater's head. Um, I remember in an interview she said that Celine wanted to get off that train. Like, she wanted to go... When so, Celine sits next to Jesse on the train because there's this couple arguing next to her, mm-hmm. and she says that her character made a very specific choice to go sit next to him. You know, I don't know that she knew she was gonna like get off the train. You know, it's kind of why I mm-hmm. brought it up, but I I don't I don't think she actually was necessarily in this shell that you kind of were, were seeing. I got
1: the answer right here for you. She tells us later in the first film whenever they are in the park and they're just kind of I guess like. Deciding if they want to have sex or not. Um, She says that, like, I had decided that I wanted to sleep with you um, whenever you had told me about your grandmother uh, through the hose in the rainbow thing. But now that we've had this conversation and and talking with you, I don't know, because she got scared to fuck up that wonderful experience Mm -hmm. that she had. So she at least... Did not think that that's what was going to happen. She was just like, "This is a cute guy, you know. We I can talk, hang out with him for a bit, and then I'll, I'll shag him later." And mm-hmm. it's, but um, how he felt, I don't know. He was definitely excited, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if that was because he thought it could be like that or just excited to be talking yeah. to a woman that or- were. Oh, I want to
2: bring up something else that's really cool about these movies that um, you just made me think about Brad. Sex like has a has a has yep. a plot device and theme in this movie. The whole you trilogy. Never see them have sex, right? There's there's obviously this like tangible sexuality to the movie, mm-hmm. you know, just in their conversation and you know, that's so obvious throughout all three. But you never see them have sex. And in the first movie, you have to question whether or not they even had sex. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so, such an interesting device that they chose to use throughout mm-hmm. all three movies because they talk about that moment in each movie.
1: Um, I just kind of want to throw that out there. I think that also kind of adds to the real yeah. And just like... Because, I mean, everybody... All these movies will try to talk about sex, and they usually will do it for like a shock value or just to, or to be like, "Oh sex isn't it great?" but this one really does it talk it's it still speaks of it like it's sex is amazing, but mm-hmm. it also talks about the emotions that are connected to it, yeah, what are intentions with it, what are fears with it. It just kind of talks about all aspects of it um because well, because they're young and, and yeah. they want to,
2: and and there is some nudity in the third film. Yes, wasn't yeah. prepared. Is the most like I've been in a relationship for. So I'm X just leaving out my time. top down type it is of not thing. Not sexy nudity. Honestly, props to Julie Depley for like being like doing that because it mm-hmm. was so bare and raw and such a. It was such real a device way. in, a, in yeah. a not sexy way. It New. was a very
0: like. Ah, uh, well we've been dating, so I can just walk around a shirtless. It's yeah. fine, you know? And,
2: and they're having this moment and you're just like, oh, and it's she's not also dude right now. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> and it's
0: not like a sweet moment. It's nude. not like it's just like, oh, I haven't put it back on yet. Yeah. yeah because we'll it do just that, doesn't though, matter. But yeah. um I I think it's interesting though, that we all three took something different about what each character thought getting off that train.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that's kind of part of the amazingness to these movies is it'll make a question like what actually were these people thinking yeah. and what did happen? Cause like you said, the sex thing, did they have sex? Cause yeah. in the, when we started the second one, he was like, so they didn't. And I was like, mm.
1: yeah, I think and, I had also, well, I don't know. I, they left it ambiguous, but at the same time, I also checked out for a second. And I think it, it was the second I shouldn't have. Cause yeah, I you can't check out. these No, because I, in the second movie, they talk about like, um, like sh- she says that she forgets that she was like we didn't have sex and all that stuff and I'm like well yeah they didn't have sex yeah. she said that she didn't want to have sex and then they and- debate
2: if they had it once or twice uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's just so much ambigu- ambiguity around it and it's so cool uh,
1: love it love it yeah it's still def- it's they they told us what happened though later yeah but
2: we that we can like, yeah, that's that, the that, spoiler that's, part that's before sunrise that we're in
1: spoilers now
2: that's <laughs> before <laughs> sunset
0: um. And then, well, they they talk and they talk. And I actually wrote a few of the first conversations down because I knew they would bring them up again. I
2: also want to mention, um, because, again, they do such an amazing job of mirroring mirroring each thing within each movie. It's it's hard to talk about just one of them because they're so strung together Mm -hmm. in such a tight way. Um, Celine was on the train because her grandmother was sick. You know, and I think that's uh, yeah. really important to remember, too, especially when we think about the second movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that's a good but, point. Yeah. Um, that's just a fun little like they did mention this. Yeah. By the way,
0: because <laughs> because it, it's only six months later when they were supposed to meet up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I want to talk about how in the beginning of every movie they discuss like the structure of the movies. Mm -hmm. um in the first one he talks about how he wants to record like 24 7 of like 365 people for a year Mm -hmm. and how and she's like that's like the most boring mundane shit ever (laughs) and then um he's like well i think it sounds interesting and it's kind of the argument of the pessimist versus the optimist over a movie like this and then in the second one they ask like, "Well, did you ever meet up?" Da da da. They want to mm-hmm. know what happens, and he's like, "Oh, well." And he talks about more of the human condition, and then in the third one, you have all the couples
2: sitting at the table for yeah. They dinner. have a long conversation, basically about the movies. Yeah,
0: and about like what's interesting or yeah. whenever. Uh, um, uh, and how Jesse... non
2: glamorous their relationship is, by the way, mm-hmm. and how they each view it in view different parts of it in different ways, and I think that that's really cool. Well, mm-hmm. then
0: whenever Jesse's sitting with all the guys in the third one at the beginning and you have the old man who's like, oh, well, you just have to be older to get it. And he's obviously talking about mm-hmm. before midnight. And then the the middle, he's like, but I really understood the second one. And then the, the uh, kids like, oh, well, I really related to the first one. And it, mm-hmm. it literally just like. Is such a mirror to itself, and well, it's something that isn't easy to pull off without being I cheesy. Feel like because in the movie
1: industry, we call that hanging a lantern.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like because Linklater, Hawk, and Deptly were all, you know, of like a similar, if not like the same age when writing them in each each movie, you know, they they only talk about in the movies what they can talk about at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the first movie, they're around our age, you know, and they talk about things people our age talk about, and one is highly cynical and one is highly fantastical and then in that second movie you know they're in that other phase of life that we're kind of approaching ourselves in where it's like oh we've been a little grounded now we kind of know what's kind of happening And and I really respect that they they didn't try to do more than they could. You know, it's it's what the writers always say, write about what you know, which I think is actually really bad writing advice, but <laughs> they really do it, they do that to a T in these movies. Mm-hmm. They write about what they can write about and they talk about what they can talk about. And then they just do a great job of reflecting on what they talked about and what they wrote about in the second movie and the third movie from and so on and so forth.
1: I think that what you had said about, like, writing about what you know... Um, with this project, it is very important yeah. to do that, oh, yeah. especially since this is a dialogue-driven, um, like story. That's oh, yeah, happening. that's what I'm saying. They did that beautifully. Yeah, all the places that they do, they make it realistic places by setting it up because it's in Vienna. It's usually just not in the U.S. Yeah.
2: I also like that you go to Vienna, you go to Paris, uh, you go to Greece. Greece yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't go. Here's the Eiffel Tower.
1: You know, it is just them walking and talking. It is the
0: mundane shit. And they they
1: even set that up in the first one with like they look out the window to see Vienna and then it's just a bunch of like other trains blocking the view and they're not able to to kind of be like we're not we're not trying to like sell you on anything it's just the conversation it's just these two and whatever is going to happen here i guess
0: well and it just speaks volumes that this conversation could truly carry all three two-hour movies almost Mm -hmm. just completely like you you are engrossed they they didn't do like like, the flashy like Eiffel like eiffel tower or paparazzi or like famous people or anything they didn't have to have some twist it was just two people walking around talking and really showing the, the human condition and that's like the ultimate size of life thing you can really get
1: from a movie I think it to me it feels almost like one of the first times podcasting became or the the concept of podcasting was kind of proven I mean I I would say Clerks was first though they have other things going for it in Clerks but with this it, it really is just like it's dialogue that's what's carrying this film that's what's getting you interested that's what mm-hmm. we're doing um, and it just Shows how much people are interested in two intelligent enough uh, people having a conversation um, they deal a lot with philosophy mm-hmm. and just in like that is enough to keep their conversation. you don't need to make it fantastical or crazy or ridiculous or it's it's mostly just love, death, uh, not robots but <laughs> <laughs> um, but like yeah. just the things that people think about all the time anyways. And
2: the movie almost makes you want to pause because every oh, now we and then did. they'll they'll <laughs> oh, we they'll, did. they'll bring up questions and they and you go, wait, what do I think about this actually? exactly well, there was we times, <laughs> there were times I'd be like, like Brad, like, <laughs> what do you
0: think about this yeah. thing? And then we would go like in depth on like our experiences. And I definitely And then like, we
1: were like, we need to get back to the movie because we don't have a ton of time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which have, have you guys seen the
2: um like oprah's 100 questions for couples things no. like that i've heard about the, okay, so
1: it so let's take it all right yeah now. Oh, so yes. i
2: do anytime i road trip anybody who's road tripped with me knows this like i love to go through those questions whether oh, it's like the relationship ones or other ones mm-hmm. i like to do like the 100 questions did
1: you do those with me because we've
2: been on a road trip I guess we didn't, but we We were also, like, not sober.
1: (laughs) The sober road But isn't that the best time to have
0: those type of conversations? I want to make this
1: very clear. We were sober when we were driving. Well, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I
0: think think what Jamie's talking about is at the
1: hotel. Yes, but I want to make that very clear. We don't
0: drive under the influence. Moving on from that,
2: though. No, but this movie, I brought that up because this movie is like those questions. It's like that Oprah thing. It's like if you sit down with a partner, regardless of whether it's Seth and Brad, as we all know, you know, or like, you know, <laughs> Seth and Alyssa, apparently. And then like. <laughs> it's on the side. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing crazy. <laughs> Three years in, but it's fine. You, <laughs> really, you really go, I, Jeez, I wonder what psyched. this person <laughs> is thinking about this thing you know because they're, they're very real and real mm-hmm. questions in that way it's really cool real is our word of the day by the way for this movie but
1: yeah for sure mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I'm a big fan of like those these are the questions that you need to ask
0: I, I don't some think of them suck some of them are great Because, like, some of them, I, like, were like, okay, well, obviously, one was right sometimes, like, or just, or neither of them were correct. Mm -hmm. But I also think that's a matter of opinion, and it's very uh, Mm -hmm. uh, subjective. Because, like, there are things where we will go down to our graves for, Brad, but, like, it just is what it is. It's
1: usually not important enough things that we go down to our graves for. Let me ask you guys this, let me ask you guys Like, how to pronounce... tomatoes tomatoes
2: okay uh tomatoes anyways tomato what did one or all of these movies make you guys and you'd watch these before so yes did did these guys make you question love romantic love how you define it what your ideas are about it
0: honestly i took a very different thing from this rewatch than i did the first one because when i first watched it and i mean i think jamie knows mm-hmm. this and i even said the brown was like the second one was my favorite it's so good i love like the story i love the song at the end like there's a lot to it but upon rewatch i think like before midnight might actually be my new favorite oh, my and because it, it changes and i think i don't know if this necessarily changed my opinion of love i do think it showed me it, it, it like highlighted the fact that mm-hmm. Uh, there's different phases and i don't think those phases necessarily have to be 10 years apart you don't have to be in your 50s to be in yeah. x phase or b phase you I fluctuate think, i think you probably, fluctuate yeah. but i do think these show three very specific phases in a relationship and how these two people are because i think you can be in your 50s and be going through the before sunrise or in in your 20s and going through the before midnight and i i, I think it's very interchangeable and i do think it kind of solidified that for me of like Mm -hmm. this is what it's supposed to be you're no one's perfect Mm because that's that's the big message here is they both suck in their own ways (laughs) i mean she's trying to call him out in before midnight about cheating and he's like well i know you blew that one guy Mm -hmm. and that your ex-boyfriend after his mother died like
2: also let's just even though these are our our main characters and you do like fall in love with them almost jesse did up his life in the second movie he had a kid and a wife and oh, she yeah. did and
0: and she's just like you always remind me and it's like yes he, maybe he shouldn't always remind you but i don't think she is as grateful for the fact that i mean he he completely uprooted his entire existence yeah. and and on her suffering side of things though it.
2: she also feels like she uprooted like the career-wise. Career that's wise, fair. I really that's like fair. That, and right? I think
0: that's so kind of point. the argument because mm-hmm. I know another time we talked about this and you were on Jesse's side and I was on her side.
2: Yeah, you really switched. So it's, it's
0: literally just forth. kind of a matter of where you are that day, I think. And I think yeah. that's what's so great about these movies. But Brad, please talk because I've been yeah. talking for what a while. About you?
1: you are fine, my man. <laughs> um, I, I think my opinions on Love mostly coincided with these films, especially with the first two because mm-hmm. even though – In the first one, Jesse is more of a pessimist. He's not necessarily like that about love. He's like that about, um, I guess, more religious or uh, like about magic and fortune telling. And Mm -hmm. um, some, I guess, maybe the poem was a little bit romanticized. But at the same time, he he stopped himself because he he likes this woman. So it it was mostly optimistic. And I feel the second one, it has down notes because like he said, he does uproot his life in that one. But it's also, but it's also, yeah. he's very, he, he's, there's still the potential for love in that movie. Yeah. And so it's still, I feel on an optimistic route while the second, in the while second the th- one, he's very like,
2: what did I do? Why aren't I with you? Goddamn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but in the third one, it's, it's very much like a pessimistic uh, movie of just like, <sighs> fuck, love, fuck love or something like that. I'd, I'm not in love with you and all this stuff. And it kind of ends on a, on a bit of a sour note, even though they do, um, Make up in a way Yeah Do you guys think They're still together At the end Yes I think so
0: But I I don't know if they're As happy as they thought They would be
2: But I think a lot of
0: that Is their own Their own selves Holding themselves back
2: See but I think That was a huge point Of the movie Is that You're never gonna be As happy as you think You will be You know I mean Mm -hmm. That's just what it is I mean the relationship Basically spanned 30 years Give or take You know on and off Obviously but in the like first 20. movie, 20, it, in the first movie, you know, Celine is, she's a little doughy-eyed about love, for sure. Not so much in like, this heroin type of way, that's like, negative and anti-feminist, um, but just like, in a very real way of like, I, I, I like love, you know, that's kind of how I am. Mm-hmm. But, uh by the third one, and I think she's really such a, a force in in the third one compared to the first one. Sorry, Seth, because in I hit Seth's thigh just in case anybody it's wants fine. to know. It was it was not too sensual.
0: No, no,
1: we'll,
2: we'll It could him, have been, yeah, fine. but <laughs>
1: I like how I could have just very easily cut that out, but then you just you kept it going longer. So now I got to leave it in. You're welcome. Uh, editing right Yeah,
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Shit, what was I even talking about?
0: <laughs> you were talking about how she was doughy-eyed, but in the third one, she's much more of a force.
2: Yeah, in, in the third one, I feel like she she just realized what real love is. And I think in the second movie, Jesse had a little bit of a one-up on her with that because he clearly reaches this conclusion of, I'm married to someone, but I they're not you. They're not you, you know? Yeah. And I'm willing to blow that up because they're not you. But also, I've been married now. I kind of know the motions just a little bit more. You know, I think each relationship is different, but just a little bit more. Whereas that nine-year gap between their first meeting and when they meet again, you know, Selena's just playing the field, you know. She was she was living her life, go sis. Yeah. But they had very different different experiences within that nine-year gap, too. And I think that reflects heavily in the third movie based on how they're looking at their relationship and where it is nine years later again.
0: I agree, but I also think that in the third movie specifically, Jesse is a little egotistical about it. He's a little yeah. more like – because she has, she calls him out. She's like, you're always like, oh, I'm the rational one. Dah, it's da, very da. Like,
2: passive, manipulative. Yeah, thing.
0: and she's like, no, you don't get to just be the good guy for mm-hmm. this Um, whenever you're, I'm bringing up an issue to you, and then you're like, oh, you're just freaking out. Like, that's not fair yeah. to me.
2: And it's clear they've had these conversations before. Mm-hmm.
1: It's also – that reminds me of, like, in the first movie, whenever he he's, like, trying to come up with any reason to get her off that train, and mm-hmm. he says, like, you're actually going to be doing your future self a favor by figuring out what happens with one of those guys. If I'm an asshole, then you know, and it, then it doesn't matter, and your future self will thank you for it and not um, and not think that your husband is a total loser or something like that. But I think in the second movie, he's kind of put in that same scenario of like what could have happened if we met up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I'm, now I'm in that scenario where it's like, I want to know what could have happened because it feels like that was my one chance at love and he didn't fuck it up, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. And now he wants to fuck up everything that he does have now to get it again.
2: Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the ripe age of 22, I can only say so much (laughs) about long-term love, Yeah, but you know i feel like i hear people say a lot that they encounter people like later in their life they, they have this realization that they have encountered people who could have been it mm-hmm. but you know you only so many people can be it and i don't think being it and i think this is what the movies teach us too is this fantastical thing necessarily it's it's a matter of dealing with each other on some level. it's, it's,
0: and this is something that, um, I I've brought up to Brad a few times. Um, and it's that everyone kind of has a red flag or a few, Mm -hmm. probably it's kind of just, which ones are you willing to be okay with to be able to have a relationship? And I think that goes into a lot of that. And the movie even talks about like soulmates and how like, it's such a overdone term. And, I don't think it's necessarily like, ah, oh, you're faded across the stars to be with someone. I think you meet someone and you decide, I really like this person. And you make the choice. And that soulmate is more of just choosing to always want to try and make that work with that person. I think
1: soulmate is like kind of just a pet yes. name.
0: That's fair. I, I, I think it's such a over like used overdrawn thing and like i like disney. it in some movies <laughs> yeah. not even just disney but like there's movies like every day where the person gets like put into a new body every day yeah. i mean and i just feel like there's so many things mates. that
2: perpetuate that idea in our heads of like you will have a soulmate and mm-hmm. that you have one person and that is it and if you guys aren't like in your honeymoon phase for 50 60 70 80 90 years then you fucked up somehow you know and that's just not true no
0: well, and I also think you can have, like, best friend soulmates. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been best friends with my best friends since I was seven years old.
2: We haven't known each other that long.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I've known Brad for two years, so...
2: You <laughs> opened it wide open for me, buddy. No, but like I, Danny,
0: I've been me and Danny have been best friends. If anybody since wants to be my friend? Just oh, putting that out there, yeah, because he's just so poor. We invite him on our podcast and everything. Um, wow, I get and invited on the pod
2: twice. We've uh,
0: <laughs> that's one more. That's two more times than most. <laughs> uh, um, but uh and it's it. And like me and her I've talked about are like you're basically my best friend soulmate like I can always count on you and you're always there and I don't always have to like you <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> yeah. and That's
0: and that's the thing is you aren't always <laughs> supposed to like anyone mm-hmm. it's just making the conscious decision to be like but I want to try and still make this work and with that
2: you. is what Jesse is trying to tell Selena at the end of the third movie which is well you know, I think that punny. was
1: something that I, you had brought like saying the friend thing I, I really liked in the third movie it's not quite the same that you were saying but they're having this argument in a hotel room and it's, it honestly does look like a very stereotypical fight of just like, I, I felt like, I felt like she was projecting her concerns onto the scenario and projecting it onto him when he wasn't really saying those things, but he's not quite as, he's not fully considerate of what he says can affect her and how, and stuff like that. But there's a moment where he, he just says, can you can you just be my friend for a second and I, I like that a lot because it I feel this I feel like the person you're with one should definitely be your friend and I think also with how their relationship is how it is based off of discussion and philosophy and hearing each other out and their opinions and in respecting each other and even if they disagree I really enjoyed that of just like, I, I just want to be, please be my friend and think about what I'm thinking right now. And I liked that a lot. Mm.
0: Well, and it's, and I think one of my favorite things about any of my friendships or or my relationship is those like 1am conversations where like Mm -hmm. you, you say something that you didn't even realize you had inside of you. And I feel like that was one of those moments where I was like, I have this very strong feeling and I'm trying to get it across, but I can't even get to point A To try and get to point c d and e you know um and in that moment he also says like uh i want to see be a more prominent role in my life and i would like to do that as a family And as you said, she was projecting a little bit and she was like, so are you saying you'll resent me for the rest of my life if I say no? Or are you saying that you'll,
1: I believe her words were, or what?
0: Yeah. Or what? And, and so he was saying, I'm just trying to figure out this issue while she heard, I'll do this with or without you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a prominent thing. That's kind of said, that's kind of brought through all all three movies of what is said versus what is heard.
2: And so I'll, I'll, I want to make sure we clarify a little bit for, for the listeners. Right. So Jesse has a son that is not with Celine, you know, obviously, and um, his son lives in the states. Jesse and Celine, with their two daughters, live in Europe. Um, and he he's talking to her uh, throughout the film about possibly going to Chicago. I yes. think it is. Um, talking, not talking, not talking by talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and and on and in defense of Celine, a bit, a little bit too in this. Because they do have these arguments too of like, I've uprooted, no, I've uprooted, no, we've both uprooted type of thing. Celine did say at one point that they lived in New York for a little while to try to make things work mm-hmm. to with yeah, with Jesse's ex wife and the kid and everything, and it didn't work. And so I think she has a very she she has a more of a realistic take probably on the childcare situation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really are looking at it objectively. But then also, you know, you totally understand that Jesse wants to try and be a good father and have this relationship with all of his kids, but he did also make the decision to leave yeah. nine years ago. Well, and it's kind know.
0: of one of situations where it kind of just sucks to suck. There's no yeah, real good option her. for anyone. You know, <laughs> Celine would hate it in the States. He yes. hates it away from his kid, but he also doesn't want to go away from his daughters or Celine because yeah, he it. does love her. Yeah. So it's kind of he like, like there's no good <laughs> option for this to work for everyone. And sometimes, I, and I think that is a big thing when it comes to love. And relationships. And, and
2: apparently the ex-wife isn't flexible. No, apparently she's
0: like the we're worst thing. Since well, that's sliced the bread. thing. Yeah.
1: I, I, it's not a focus that I necessarily wanted to draw on, but my, my thought process, cause Celine quite quickly just goes like, fuck her. She sucks. I hate your ex-wife and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or wife. She actually just calls her his wife, which he does not like. Mm-hmm. Um, But just like she she like she hates it so much for how she even treats henry i think his name Mm -hmm. is and everything but at the same time i'm going okay now i want to meet her to see if she's actually like that
0: well apparently they she went to france to birth the twins and while they were in France, because it was going to be a, d- a difficult birth for some reason, mm-hmm. and well, while they were in France, twins. she moved yeah, was like him. Twins. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, there was way. like apparently there was like an issue. At least that's what I, I would took imagine as. with
1: twins. That's just like, what's the problem instead of is there a problem? That's fair. Yeah. Um, but and but while they were there, we the the wife,
0: the ex wife, uh, uh, moved out of state, so the laws were different, and she got full custody because of it. Mm-hmm. So then they just didn't ever go back to the states. Yeah. And so. I mean that's that's a pretty bitchy thing to do. But I know, don't care also who if you you're are. looking at
2: this from the the ex-wife point of view too, who again we really don't know anything about that's in these awesome. movies. Her. You know, just like objectively looking, your husband comes back from his trip from from, uh, from Europe where he kind of She's definitely for petty. A bit. Yeah, and he goes, "So, yeah, I'm going to leave for this European woman <laughs> that I met nine years ago, who I actually did kind of write my book about, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean,
0: and that's fair. And like, I'm not saying that and Jesse didn't also, do this shitty thing. Celine
2: got pregnant very quickly after they rekindled too, um, apparently, <laughs> and just off timeline, obviously. So from the ex wife's point of view, she's probably hearing like, she's getting bombarded with things left and right. And her life is imploding be pretty pissed yeah and be that's pretty fair pissed. not and to say that keeping a child away is no using move, your child but...
0: as a pawn isn't cool yeah but i also will say jesse's son wasn't really the one distraught about the relationship no, he, he was he was <laughs> very okay he was like i like how we are The summer was great i love my sisters mm-hmm. um celine was great apparently he felt safe enough to call her twice in that mm-hmm. one day or 12 hours really yeah i think uh, that's
2: something jesse's like missing too a lot
0: is oh. he doesn't get that he's the one kind of in the way of his own relationship mm-hmm. because his son's more than happy. He was just like, just, he, the only thing is I he think what he did
2: Europe every
1: summer. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and he apparently did. He's definitely the cool kid. He did like find a girl there that he apparently yeah. really liked and, yeah. and kissed. But, um, I don't want to get too in depth with it, but this movie did connect or I'd say the second movie connected with me a lot because mm. it's very similar to my upbringing um, I would even say that scenario is just straight up what happened with my parents, um, Jesse being my dad and his first wife being my mom, sort of thing. Like I am, I guess, in that scenario, Henry, and I don't want to get into it, but Do it you was need just. A hug? No, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. we'll give a hug after <laughs> I've, the podcast. I've yeah, gone many years of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm okay, but uh, um, just like I connected with it, and and it was it was very interesting watching this movie and. I guess connecting with my dad in that sense of just like, I don't blame Jesse for that decision at all, that decision to be happy. Mm-hmm. But with that comes along, you you still fucked up. Yeah. There are people that have now suffered the consequences of that choice of you being happy. That's a shitty thing that happens. Your life is never your own.
0: Well, there's, a, a, certain there's a good is, quote in um, Blended whenever uh, Adam Sandler way. and... Uh, Drew Barrymore are at this dinner together And they talk about how like you Your whole life is just dedicated to your kids Mm -hmm. And then Adam says well 99% Of the time 1% of the time You get to do what you need and you get to be a little selfish, mm-hmm. and um, and that really struck for me in that movie. And it's, it's a very profound thing in an Adam Sandler movie, to say the least. Um, Adam Sandler's not and Adam horrible. Sandler produced comedy. It's a very profound thing to be said. Well, when
2: him and Barrymore get together, though, they make magic. Oh, you're absolutely
1: God, correct. They make magic. <laughs> oh, blended is
0: so good. So it's 51st dates?
1: 51st dates. The person oh. over here who doesn't like Adam Sandler yeah,
0: It hurts my soul. <laughs> I that love means the you. Man. Don't understand the man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Adam Sandler episode coming up soon. Oh, God, no. Uh, Yes. Maybe that'll be your recommendation. We are not doing an Adam Sandler episode until he's in a superhero movie. The
2: fans want Adam Sandler. I'm saying it right now. Let's ask Sam because
0: we have one fan on board. Mm-hmm. So we need to ask her
2: secular. I won't be moved. I've started you, you this. You don't have too. to do like the wacky stuff. You could I focus mean you should on some do of the other wacky things. Stuff. I just
1: want to watch Uncut Gems. Everyone That's needs it. to watch Fair. Uncut Gems. Also Punch Drunk Love. I need to watch that one as i do not well. Not interested in anything else. That one's so, Happy good. so good. Happy Gilmore's so good.
2: Happy is good. I think Fifty First Dates, Punch Drunk, and Uncut Gems are his three best. Really?
1: By back, far. Back to the point. Yes, um, look
0: at him. I get your job back, Brad. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You saved
1: it there. I'm not homeless. Uh, no, not yet.
0: Um, oh, not yet. <laughs> I like how you have control so over this. Um, Can I boot you off? No, no. This is, this is hypocrisy here. hypocrisy so. like, is this gaslighting?
2: I I I don't want to be brought in the middle, man. I, oh, now you don't want to be a part of the
1: show. <laughs> you
0: were trying to
1: take my spot earlier.
0: Anyways, back to the point. Um, oh, yeah, he
1: secured t- his t- spot t- <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, if uh, we don't say that in an episode, our job is on the line. Yeah, that's the rules. And you didn't say it first, so
0: you're the one online this episode. You can guys like oh, me another episode. It's fine. Um, But... Welcome to our Before yeah, Midnight. Welcome to our Before <laughs> Midnight. Uh... What is another thing that popped out to you, Brad, specifically, um, in any of the movies, really? Like, did one stick out to you more? Um, Did something of the conversations really, like, hit home for you?
1: I'd say the second one stood out to me more. um, And it could just be because it it was a similar scenario to me, but it was also just a, I I like these characters and I wanted them to get together. You were
0: rooting hard. You were like, "They better fucking." I was
1: shipping hard. I was just like, "I want them to be together," Um, but it. So I was just like, "Please!" But she did. She didn't want to at, at in that second movie at the beginning of it at least.
0: I think she was still on the fence because he wrote a book about them. Yeah. and i think that is and There's i know like
1: feelings about something like that I, yeah. well,
0: well me and brad had we were, very yeah, different we feelings i was like it. i feel like it's a complete invasion of my privacy I'd to be, write about like the sex we had and all of these things where he was like i mean i'd be honored <laughs> and i think that's definitely if just a difference of opinion. in a good
2: light i'd be somewhere in the middle because i mean you also definitely don't think he, he definitely did not think he would ever see her again No, No, he didn't at that point in life. He definitely did not think that. He was thinking.
1: That's why he went there, though.
2: And honestly, what are... Yeah, but then he wrote the book later. But then also, what are the odds that his book gets that big?
1: (laughs)
0: Well, he did say whenever he got the tour, he wanted to go by Italy to hopefully see her again. Yeah, but still, you
2: know, like... Not not many authors get a European book tour. I
0: mean that's fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> like, that's a good point. Like
2: Loki, yeah. Jesse's probably one of the best authors of the time. He
1: was. A, he yeah. is a bestseller.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But
0: although he didn't feel very successful, like like mm. I, like from an are like yeah, you you had a European tour, but he brought it up in the beginning. He was like, I didn't feel like I really did anything great. Yeah, I think that's but also
2: that's like a, a, a modern writer. Feeling yeah, thing. imposter it,
1: syndrome. I don't know. I feel that's more of a because we've seen them at the beginning, yeah. like we saw whatever his book, we saw his first book mm-hmm. in the first movie. We saw what it was, so we saw him before he was famous, and we saw them be in love and stupid. You see the third and,
2: book, how much people love him,
1: like yeah. they love yes. his writing, like it, and it's more of a, I think it also just puts him, it puts us on the same level as, um, I'd say Celine is towards yeah. him or. Uh, ethan is towards her they are on equal footing whether their success or fame in their jobs at all they're just like you're still the person we're that i'm at 20 years ago and fell in love with mm-hmm. and we're on the same footing doesn't well, matter any of that and
0: they even have that moment walking to the hotel where she's like if you saw me on the tr- on the train would you still ask me to jump off
1: with you yeah she's full of these like bullshit questions by i don't the way. think they're bullshit no, that questions. wasn't bullshit he I had
0: every moment yeah. to, he had a lot of moments to be really romantic and sweet mm. and he just he didn't give her a straight he always, throw, he, always throws he never gives her a direct answer
1: well it's also like the but those she throws out a lot of these no-win questions, and they are no-win questions, and they're damaging questions. But that
0: wasn't a no-win question. To say you'd get off the train with your wife again after twenty years isn't a no-win question. It's an easy. Of course I would. That I think, one is, but at well, dis- I,
2: I think Celine turns into a bit of a cynic, right? By the third movie, like we all know this. But I think what she's really trying to get out of him in the third movie is that fire again like Mm -hmm. i don't want to be the cynic please don't let me be the cynic and he he's kind of too in his own head to really focus on that and i I think on some level it's justified because he's thinking about his kid but definitely he's not k he's not like nurturing their relationship Mm -hmm. like she clearly wants him to do you know so yeah you throw out kind of baity things sometimes but i don't think that that's bad i think that that's
0: I I've will tried. go give you this. Maybe though, not Brad. that maybe not
1: that question. The and the third the
0: cheating one was a no-good answer question, though. Because mm-hmm. if he said yes just, or no, it's yeah. just
1: other ones that she said in like the first or second movie. I she does throw out those questions where it's like there's no good scenario that comes out of any of these answers. And I think there is one that he he likes, he actually gives a good answer to. Um, and she she gives him a compliment on it. And it's it's just a, um, I think he just directs it to like his daughters and compliments his daughters as a way to get out of the question. But it's just like I, I I'd be so tired of those.
0: I mean, that's fair. I but I, I think I do have to sign aside with Jamie on that. I think she was wanting him to just bring the fire and romance back. And mm-hmm. that is the most common issue you see. With older couples, and i like – because I have seen older couples be like, we're finally having those conversations mm-hmm. that we should have had after 20 years.
2: And not even and older did, couples. We're having those just, moments. Just couples. If, if you get too content to to, – You're still dating the person. Yeah. You're still it isn't just be a label. It is
1: Especially the yeah. in these movies. They yeah. never get married.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one thing. And she wants to.
1: Yeah. Oh, like, she does?
0: He's the one that's like, I don't need to get married. Cause she says that oh, she brings up the kids asking about it and she's like oh it's low key da 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 and he's like yeah pretty low key like it never happened yeah, and we, she was like yeah we never got married. I
2: mean, if I'm Celine, I definitely have this fear in the back of my head of like, oh I know he blew up something before for someone, even though that was me. What if he does that? What if he does that to me? You know, yeah. for sure. You know, on some level, and I, you know, obviously there's some hypocrisy in that, but I think it's fair.
0: But I think it's fair to want that commitment and it's a, it's a conversation uh that i've had where it's like the the ring does isn't just a ring it is a symbolization for a lot of people and i think she wanted that solidarity and you're not going to go anywhere
2: yeah even if in the second movie it doesn't think she doesn't think she does
1: no say that again
2: in the second movie she's she's more i don't know how to she's more cynical about love mm-hmm. especially yeah. cuz
0: he's there flirting with her while married yeah. Yep. And that doesn't exactly help.
2: And there's this case. moment in the second movie where he's talking and she just kind of looks at him and she he doesn't notice and she reaches to almost like Yes, move I his brought hair, that up. Oh, yes. You know, like you would with someone you're just... Because he's like freaking with. out. Yeah. But then she stops herself, you know. And I think that, that that singular moment just like is who she is in so many ways. And also kind of who he is, you know, in this spacey almost erratic, self-centered, but not necessarily in a negative way type of person, mm-hmm. you know?
1: It, well, I think it also just, because I, I, I do think Ethan Hawke gets better in these movies. Like, the mm-hmm. first movie, there's a lot of, I mean, throughout all of them, there's a lot of, like, staring from him, intense staring. Yeah. Um, but the first one has a lot of, like... Like,
2: I look at Seth. <laughs> yes, Jimmy, Like, you look at me. Sometimes you, Brad. Oh, sometimes. Don't get jealous. <laughs>
1: I mean I'm getting jealous cuz it's only sometimes but <laughs> no but like all right we're back from a minor technical difficulty yes 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 <laughs> um in the first movie there's a lot of him, a lot of Ethan Hawke just like staring uncomfortably I feel but he's but such a puppy he is and I think it I think, mm-hmm. it, That's a funny I way think it works it. in the first movie cuz it is that like young puppy love kind of mm-hmm. thing but I mean it, it it made me uncomfortable sometimes but What's her name? What's her? Celine. No, the actress's name. Julie Julie
2: Depley. Julie Depley I could be pronouncing Depley wrong, by the way, just so people know, but Mm -hmm. I
1: believe it's Depley. It's Depley, so... Yeah, and we said it before, but she is great throughout all of it. Yeah, she never wavers. You like that moment where it's it's that... It's a small thing to try to go to comfort and then remember the situation Mm -hmm. that you're in and go, no, and to think of including that. I don't know if that was her thing uh, that she added, but I would assume that... They kind of each took the, their characters worked on them and had mm-hmm. and Richard kind of helped with it yeah, I would assume I don't know I, that.
2: I can't remember if it was the second movie or the third movie, but I remember some commentary they talked about I, it probably was the second one. they literally all three just like locked themselves in a hotel room together to hash out things oh, you I'm know sure. so I do think that there's definitely. There's quite a lot bits. of, like,
1: we locked ourselves in a hotel room yeah. to write things. I think there's
2: bits bits of each of them in each character on mm-hmm. some level. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm sure.
0: Well, and I think something really interesting is in the beginning, they talk about all the small things and how they're so important and all these things, and then all they're fighting about in the third one is the small things. Yeah. Did, does Sling get home at 6 or 6.30? Does he spend an hour or two hours going and trying to take a beat to then be able to write? Like, it's all these little things that I think – they realize uh, they're so obsessive over it that it's causing that it, they're becoming bigger than they actually need to be. Whether Sling gets home thirty minutes later isn't that deep. Whether and like it, like it, it's, it might be an issue, but it's not breakup right now issue. Whether Jesse takes an extra thirty minutes to shower after he gets back from his evening walk isn't the end of the world, but it's the thing that they're harping on, and I think that also kind of shows the age and the fact that they aren't dating anymore; they're just kind of coexisting.
2: Yeah. Seth, I, I know how you are, but, Brad, prior to this movie, were you a romance movie guy?
1: Or? Oh, dude, you have that backwards.
2: Same I question. don't know how long you had that. Like, <laughs> it was that was just happened. I just watched it, him yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, keep it like that.
1: <laughs> um, ask me that question again. Uh, Seth, I know
2: how you are, but prior to this movie, Brad, were you, like, a romance movie guy?
1: Um, I like a good romance movie. It's not what I would say is my go-to or the thing that i immediately think i, I so i just kind of have to be in the mood for one i guess but i'm i am always down for a romance movie if it, if it's a good one um and i do think these were good ones i was invested in both of these characters and what they would do and if they would get together or as, as like some of the quite ambiguous things they show up did they sleep together that night mm-hmm. did they um
0: meet up again did he
1: miss the plane and just like will they continue the marriage or will they say fuck it and just be just separate and co-parent or something like that um i'm i'm always i guess care about the story more than anything no matter the genre that sounds pretentious but
2: no no um
0: i my go-to is rom-coms. Like I love a good rom-coms rom-com.
1: and romance movies. I feel are different. They're different. So I mean, different. they
0: are different. I guess I would go to rom-coms before I'd go to just a straight romantic movie.
1: I am different. I would definitely. I have a lot more respect for a romance movie than a rom-com.
0: That's fair. Um, I I can completely understand that. I think, I think it's sometimes just like a little levity, you know. I feel like romance movies can be not so say so not to say draining but I feel like they take a lot more out of you as the audience member where the rom-com I feel feels like gives you a little more um in a easy way because like
1: I have been told that when it comes to stories I am a masochist and I want to cry so if I'm always just like give me the romance story that will make me emotional yeah. <laughs> that's how i am though i feel that yeah i mean i, I want to feel well, <laughs> well <and> i <laughs> get that sometimes that's I why wanna, i watch movies i'm so dead inside <laughs> sometimes
0: i want to be like sometimes i want to be sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> and absolutely. like and that's also like why Slice of life is my favorite genre mm-hmm. is because i like seeing just those moments of just humans being humans and watching the world around them affect them so emotionally like sing street way way back the before trilogy yeah. all of it they are some of my favorite films I've, it's just a matter of speaking of slice of
2: life Brad, Scott Pilgrim? Question mark. That is That's
0: not, not slice, slice of life. <laughs> oh my god, that was I'll so tell you far. why it's not slice <laughs> of life
1: because I like slice of life, and I'm not enjoying Scott Pilgrim uh, as much. Oh my, he's given to those. me. Let
0: me read him. And I need the Scott them.
2: Pilgrim episode of the
1: podcast, guys.
0: Yeah, we are gonna have to have like a Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. moment. We,
1: we will get to it at some
0: point. <sighs> Whenever Brad <sighs> finally finishes the
1: comics, it'll take a while. I have a question for you though, South. Yes. Um. I definitely think they they are a bit of both of this. But would you say that these movies are more slice of life or more romance? Slice of
0: life. Absolutely. Because the romance is there, but I feel like it's such an undertone to the conversations that they are just having as two people who just so happen to meet Mm -hmm. or meet again or are married.
2: I think one of the beautiful things about great films is that they can subvert genre. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what this one does.
1: Yeah, I almost would agree with you though on this being a slice of life. Though most slice of life that I'm used to are very happy and nothing really goes wrong, and it's just and you just feel amazing while watching it. Mm-hmm. While these are, they're more contemplative and more. the Third one is painful sometimes. Yeah, the third, third one, one is one painful. Hurts. It's like hard to watch
0: the hotel scene the entire i told her i was like dude wait till the hotel scene because i remember you told me that and i was like what hotel scene and
2: then they got there and i was like oh shit yeah. I, I remember warning you. i was like seth you're gonna love the first one at least yeah but <laughs> that third one you're gonna be like i hate this this goes against everything that i that i value
0: you were surprised that i didn't
2: i, mean, I, I, I actually yeah. took a
0: lot a very different approach I was this is like, a
2: different seth by the way podcast people that, that I first introduced these movies oh, yeah. to. Yeah, because sure, I was a, different a very set. different
0: – because you first introduced me like two years ago, but I didn't even meet Brad yet no. yeah. whenever you first were like, I'm watching this weird trilogy, and I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> and I, was, I wasn't – did not the podcast. I didn't – I loved movies, but I did not keep up with them like I should. And I'm much more open. I buy new movies I haven't seen all the time just to mm. give them a try. Um, I've really stretched my uh, uh, knowledge, I think, a lot since yes. then.
1: Your cinephile wings.
0: Yes, that's the word. Thank you, Brad.
1: There you go. When do I get cinephile wings? You've had. Them. You've had them. Oh for my while. god, really? Yeah. yeah
0: <laughs> you just. You just don't. You aren't like. You're more of. I don't talk about like the
1: Angel. things I enjoy. You that don't, much. Do, you it, you don't, don't like, do it like You're me and like Brad. Angel from X-Men. You just keep trying to like pry the wings oh, off for some <laughs> reason. Yeah.
0: You you just you just love movies to love movies. Or me and Brad are like, let's just chit chat yeah. <laughs> and talk
2: about them for hours I, on end. I have talked about with lucy i think how I, I really don't talk about the things i enjoy that much i'm more of a listener than mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. you know which is also probably what took me so long to actually come on the podcast on the why don't you period. listen to but the podcast then. i do listen to the okay. podcast thank you very much
0: i <laughs> said he started to um I I I
2: before I, I listened to your first few episodes very consistently Aww, thank you thank We're you much Jamie. better since we then. are so much better since then
0: <laughs> so much better oh, that first episode's rough yeah it is
2: Came a long way. I listened to that on a car, on a car, on a road trip, car trip, car road car trip, trip, car yep. road trip. Yeah. I Close don't remember enough. from where to where, bad, bad but I do remember that. It was like, I think I was leaving from Indy or something. I don't know, but yeah.
1: Mm. But, um, I, as the only person who has seen this trilogy today, I, I really enjoyed it um it, it definitely had heartbreaking moments but i would give this an overall just like please go watch it please please go watch absolutely.
0: it. absolutely five stars i mean i'm i'm gonna put on my letterbox. box yeah I'm best thing since and Betty honestly amen. all
2: three link later hawk look at their catalogs like mm-hmm. They they make magic. All they three do. of them they individually make magic. It's incredible.
0: Yeah. Well, and he has he has a movie set in like the seventies. He has another one set in the eighties. Days
1: and Confused is fantastic. Yes, I think that's, that's what you're the talking one. About. And then, oh, um, that's the one. That's where the famous oh, all, right, all Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then he fantastic. did a
0: uh, I don't know what the eighties one is called. It's not Boogie Nights. It's something else um and i own it actually i found it for like five i wish Walmart. he
1: directed boogie nights <laughs>
0: <laughs> i didn't see that i've heard good things um but yeah no um mm-hmm. and, and a lot of his movies are on criterion for a reason i mean there's yep. a reason that oh, this trilogy yeah. is such a thing
2: all three of
1: them again all three of them. definitely
2: has been in some stuff
1: mm-hmm. but. yeah but um yeah i i really enjoyed these but yeah. Thank you, Jamie, for coming on. Yes, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Of course. We'll have you on again for Scott Pilgrim.
1: Whenever that may be. In
2: five years? Yeah. I'm going to say by the end of the year, either
0: you have to watch it or you have to read it all or
2: we just talk about it. Yeah. Have uh, you seen it? No. No. Oh, okay. That's why he read yeah. Even if waiting. you really just feel like you cannot read them, which you're almost done anyways, just yeah. watch it. Watch it with me. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: want to. I want experience. That something.
2: is another movie. I think I've seen a million times. Yeah,
0: I own like a special edition. i think sure Jamie owns like three.
2: Reali- I, I do. do have a special edition. I do <laughs> love Edgar Wright. Yeah, he great. is great. I'm sure people realize from this that I love the Before trilogy. Also, yeah, I, I ogle over this movie. Yeah, These you Fantastic but thanks for having me, guys.
1: All right. Well, thank you, everybody. If you would like to leave a review that would help us out or just, like, rate us, uh, that gives us seen to other people and gets us uh, out there more, more popular. Uh, it, but if you would like to reach out to us, you can do that at backtothepoint21 at gmail.com. You can reach out on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Back to the point on both of those. TikTok at the point pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can do that at Bombastic, Bread one you are Plutonic.seth, like the planet. We're keeping Gus proud. Amen. And with that, we will leave you to be continued with uh,
0: Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
0: Dun-dun-dun.
1: King's gonna kick his ass. Yeah, it's gonna be
0: great. Um, see you next time. See you next time.
1: You gonna make that joke? Yeah, just did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it wasn't recording
1: yet, but... I mean, I, was make, I did make that joke last week. Yeah,
0: it was good. That's I good was, on recording, too.
1: I was like, because we did the whole DC slate and a mm-hmm. review of Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, and
2: I have not looked at the last four episodes. I've seen them, like the yeah. titles, and I was like, no, I can't watch this yet. Oh, or I don't yeah. know what they're talking about. Really? We stay <laughs> yeah. pretty constant with like what comes out. It is not easy. I, I realize I, I
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But um, no, I brought that up. I was like, how, how can we do all of these? And I was like, well, it's fine, because Seth is editing. Yeah.
2: Have you guys talked about Puss in Boots yet?
1: No, no we, we missed
0: it. And we're I, I, uh, at some point. I would like to just watch both of them and then just talk yeah. about them.
1: I, I've I've, heard, I've seen stuff from the first one. It looks weird. The first <laughs> yeah, one's solid.
2: Like, I have not seen the second one, but Lucy and her roommates watched it, and they were all. These are not movie people. They were like, wow. Shockingly good. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've heard
1: great things. Yeah. Nothing it's but great things. An Oscar nomination. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's really fucking good. Yeah. Who, yeah. who saw that coming though? People
0: right? said it's like into the Spider-Verse level graphics as uh-huh. well.
2: Interesting. So yeah, it's supposed to be like a different thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's different Some of
1: the fights look like, like really great animated yeah. action sequences. And it and he's fighting death. Yeah. No. Just straight well, up. Well he's death. trying
0: to oh. the goal is he's tr- he has one life of his nine left. So oh. he's trying to get to the last wish to possibly wish for more lives. cuz he's yeah. wanting to Dr. Who it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Which would be interesting.
1: That, I definitely need to watch this. Yeah. yeah, right. so oh, yeah.
0: It looks it looks pretty
1: fire. Yeah. I, I want to watch it too. I'm like this looks good. Yeah. So maybe like when we have it empty we can be like so we miss this. I think mm. I think it's also got the highest rating score out of all the Shrek movies and I think so you're really right. Really I think 2 is rating. the only one who's close. Yeah. Mm. Which is crazy. Yeah, cuz 2 was a masterpiece. Let's so say something. But two's also like got them I think the most like meme material.
0: You're right. You're absolutely correct. But like the potion scene, yeah. the soundtrack. I mean it's it's stellar it's from of top its to bottom.
1: Though. Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but I love it.